0: Oi, what's the best game where you get to eat pie? What's the best game where you play a dead guy? Aye. You'll find out in VG247's podcast. Here, what's the best game where you swing from a roof? And what's the best game where you battle the pole? <laughs> like I said, you will find out in this, podcast. Hello and welcome to VG247's Best Games Ever podcast. We uh, attempt to find the best game in a very specific and weird category that we've thought up to cause arguments amongst ourselves because that's what we that's how we like to spend our time um so uh so this week uh in uh, in celebration of starfield coming out uh we have picked the topic of best bethesda game that isn't a bethesda game so I'm looking for games that have like some immutable quality of Bethesda games. I think we could can be just, like let's a...
2: just say we can read the topic however we want, Jim. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I was right, I was, I was going, I was right on, on one there, and you interrupted me. Oh, I um, enough of it. All right, yeah, but, you know, Bethesda Studios games, games like Bethesda Studios games, but uh, as Tom says, people can read the topic anywhere they want. Uh, and uh, seeing as you've insisted, Tom, do you want mm. to go first? Yeah. Because uh, you tell me that you've got a really good pick for this one. This is
2: different. I have yeah, yeah, got yeah. a good pick. I do feel like you're probably going to, like, disqualify it, potentially. Well, so...
0: I mean, if it's published by Bethesda, yeah. Well...
2: <laughs> right, so I was, thinking, I was looking at all the, the, like, the similar games, right? So it's like, oh, it's an open world yeah. sort of RPG with obviously, like, lots of, like, battle systems and magic or whatever, like... Lots mm. of those games that aren't Bethesda games aren't that great, really. That's mm. the problem there, right? So you've got, like, the, the stuff like, I don't know, goth, is it Gothic? That, that was it Gothic? The one that's, like, in a Gothic, yeah. yeah. That's, like, that's okay. You were and you've got a lot of those other ones, like, the two new ones. Two. So the two Worlds, Two Worlds 2. Yeah, two I, was, yeah. I was I remember those. Um, and then stuff like, um, what's that new one? Like, I want to say XL, but it probably wasn't called XL, because that's the, the spreadsheet thing. There was like a game that came out that sounded like Excel, but wasn't Excel, that just was not great. Typical, like very janky, open world, lots of ambition, but Oh, not... it
0: was like a sci fi gothic.
2: Yeah. I remember the what one called. you're on about, can't remember um, what it's called. But yeah, so all those games, I was like, no, can't pick any of these. And I thought, ah. And this thing came <laughs> to my mind. I was like, oh, what if this works? I looked, I did some like number crunching,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, looking at dates. Of various things, and it, it it does work. So Bethesda, obviously, are at one point were just like they were Bethesda. They just made their usual games and stuff, and then they're quite id right. Yeah, 2009 something like that, right? Um, mm. I can't remember exactly. Um, but one game that id was working on around that time um, was being published by EA, and that game was Rage right rage was an ea possibly an ea partners game yeah okay so a, a like actually pretty good if not a bit dull at points open world shooter looked amazing mm-hmm. big deal was that it had like it came on like three discs on the xbox 360 or something and on like that they only came on one blu-ray for the big deal for the place yeah yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Blu-ray. um but the, through development id was acquired by Zenimax, which for well, the publisher there is bethesda softworks it was the actual publisher called bethesda something um they mm-hmm. they then took over publishing rights to publish rage so rage in my mind isn't actually a bethesda game it is a id slash ea game before they're acquired ended okay. up being published by bethesda so that's where you're going to say it doesn't count but <laughs> I think it's the, the smart, clever answer to this question that isn't just, here's another game that looks like any other Bethesda game. Plus, it's not that similar to the classic Bethesda game, right? A kind of shooter with actual good shooting.
3: I can, um, it's not I can something actually that Bethesda see where you're going, going with for. it, yeah. yeah. It's an yeah. interesting choice. Like, at the time, it was one of the... What was it? Is it 2012? I think it came out a bit before that, like twenty ten and
2: twenty eleven or something like that. It it's was
3: around that time where good games actually came out, sort of every two or three weeks, and oh, yeah, it was yeah. it was yeah. very much in the uh, and uh, how old was I around that time? I was sort of a middle sort of teenager at that time, and I was kind of getting pretentiously into games, and it was Rage was very much one of those ones where it was like. It's this storage studio. If you like games, then you're going to be really into rage because it's by its Software, these massive developers. And
2: it wasn't that great, though, was it? It looked nice. It ran mm. well. It no, it didn't. <laughs> it I thought did. that was the whole point. It ran it really well. On, awfully... it ran well. No, it ran well on Xbox at least. I mean, I wasn't playing on PlayStation because no one played on PS3 then. <laughs> it was, yeah, you know, yeah, multi-platform games. No, no chance on a. PS3. Yeah, only
0: weirdos played multi-plats on PS3 back then.
1: I remember that, that being a game that was flooded in the retail channels, like it was massively overshipped, and you could mm. get it for like eight pounds. Yes, that's a really Ages after it released, that's the main good thing value. I about it. Good
2: value and a good game. There you yeah. go. Let's move on.
0: Do you know what? I really <laughs> liked Ridge. I really loved Ridge. I thought in. the shooting felt fantastic. Mm um yeah. and they um they really like made a big deal about um hitting 60 fps on the on the old consoles which was like like very few games were doing that at the time um and it just it was a game that felt good first and foremost but it was like uh it had a really uh, i i can i can definitely see that like had it not been acquired by bethesda you would still call it like it's most bethesda like game definitely I get it. Alright, I'm not even gonna disqualify it, Tom, mm, on the basis that it good. was eventually published by Bethesda, cause uh, <laughs> Bill Cliff stormed off. He's got something we <laughs> he touched his hat. He touched we, the
2: hat. We talked about this before, before we started the recording there's a yellow the thing. Benny And the, what is the yellow thing? Is it a key it's a key holder, isn't it? He's letting the cat out. No, <laughs> it's a it's a delivery. This is so professional. <laughs>
1: <laughs> What's in the bag? <laughs>
2: I had to leave because I couldn't believe what I
3: was hearing. Obviously, <laughs> I've got... You say that nobody played multiplats on uh, on the PS3. They didn't.
0: They I didn't. was
3: one of those people. I only had a PS3. I never That's had an Xbox. That's your problem, PC. isn't it? Well, yeah. So it's it's really funny that you obviously have a a really different perception of Rage as a game than I do from playing it on PS3. Because like Alex says, there's a brilliant point that it was like massively oversaturated. And it was the mm. kind of game that as I say, as a teenager, you could get for a fiver from game because mm-hmm. there were tons of it. Um, but yeah, it, I don't remember it running that well. And it was kind of interestingly overshadowed in the context of games at the time, because it was very compared to Borderlands or Borderlands two at mm, the time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it had that similar sort of shell, say cell shaded look. And then yeah, it did, the yeah. same first person style, but it was very, uh, it was very much in the gears of war, brown and green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the whole generation, right? And then yeah, they completely, yeah. and then they completely flipped that on its head with Rage Two, where it was like the the complete opposite of the the pink and neon corporate mandated sort of punk look, right? Yeah, where it's yeah. this big studio, yeah. but it has to be edgy, so it's
0: pink. I really, but really yeah. wanted to like Rage Two, but I just it, I've tried to get into it, and it's just it's just not that. Compelling. It's It's perfectly decent, but it's like, I, I don't know. It just doesn't have the same hook that, that the original did. Um, all right. Okay. Tom, that's a really good pick, actually. I'm um, annoyed and surprised. <laughs> all right. Okay. Uh, Alex, what have you got for us? Is it Final Fantasy? No, I mean, I, I, it's, it's a very it's me pick. Um,
1: yeah. I did think about this one quite a lot because I did sit back and I was thinking about all the... Bethesda clones, um, you know, you've seen them come deliverance and things like that. But I ended up just focusing down on a game that I think is really interesting. So, um, And I think it's interesting because it came out um, right after Skyrim. Yeah, yeah. Skyrim is sort of the all-Bethesda game, and Skyrim is the game that a lot of the Bethesda clones looked at. But Mm. interestingly, this was a game that sort of was in development at the same time, but they clearly also looked heavily... At Fallout Three and Oblivion, um, yeah, 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 as well as yeah. probably
0: Fable. I
1: would say was another big influence on them, um, and it's got a lot of that Bethesda game energy, uh, for better and for worse. And that game is Dragon's Dogma. So wow, this came yeah, out six months yeah. after, uh, six months after Oblivion. So they were finished basically. Uh, six months after Skyrim, so they were finished by the time Skyrim. But came out, so they couldn't adjust it due to Skyrim. But they talked a lot about Oblivion and Fallout in the interviews, uh, in the run-up to release, and they talked about how this was their attempt to make a game like Skyrim. I actually feel like Dragon's Dogma, it wasn't that successful at launch, and then it gained a cult status over the years. And I actually think it probably would have um, been a bigger game had it n- not come out six months after skyrim if, if they'd been flipped if it'd been the other way around i think dragon's dogma would have been a much much bigger game but you think about it it's sort of like the open world feels very bethesda the fact that this is a world where it's got the day night cycle and all the npcs sort of have their routines and things they do you can only do certain things at certain times a day all that feels very very elder scrolls very very First, the game studios. I love just how some of the systems are slightly janky because they've got that stuff to work, but it doesn't quite work to the same in the same way or to the same level. So, like they've got affinity and dating and mechanic uh, and 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 love mechanics almost, but um, they're not explicit. So it's not like you say to someone, "I want you to be my companion." It actually bases it on who you interact with the most. So quite mm. famously, a lot of people end up in with their lover as like this uh this creepy little four foot tall uh uh like jester dude um because he just happens to be someone you interact with a lot for side quests. And so if you didn't interact with other characters a lot just out of you know just just be out of how you were playing you would get Mm. towards the end of the game where it would try to evoke that there were people who cared about you and loved you and the person that it would use to represent that would be the creepy jester. Um,
0: <laughs> I, love, I love that. That is very Bethesda. You know? Like it's a system working exactly as designed, but producing a ridiculous outcome. Ex-
1: exactly, yeah. And, and yeah. Dragon's is yeah. full of a lot of stuff like that. And really, I guess, yeah. the, you think about after Oblivion, uh, Bethesda sort of thought, well, what can we, and they did Fallout, obviously. And then it was, what can we do with this? And I think what they decided to do was make everything they made there bigger and better and louder. And the end result was Skyrim. Dragon's Dogma they made a world that was a similar sort of size to Oblivion but they decided to make really engaging combat and they decided to sort of go all in on that crazy uh, multiversal again ahead of its time in a way Dragon's Dogma um, multiversal mm. aspects of the of the world and the universe um, yeah, yeah, and yeah and I find that personally vastly more interesting than what Skyrim did um, <laughs> but yeah it's just it's just got it's got really big Bethesda energy. It was inspired quite heavily by Bethesda. And it's it sort of, it is that vision of, because the other game I thought about picking for this was Breath of the Wild. Mm. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Because that yeah. also is, is another developer filtering another series through the ideas that were expressed in the most popular games when it was being developed. And the leader of that was Skyrim. And then there's also Witcher and stuff. But I think Dragon's Dogma is actually weirdly a better example. And I think the end result is actually closer to uh, to to the Bethesda games. And I think it's sort of interesting that, that we've now got Dragon's Dogma 2 and we don't know when it'll be out, but it'll probably be out within a, a relatively uh, recent window to, Scar- to Starfield Mania. So it's sort of happening again and it'll be really interesting to see what lessons mm. they take and what sort of game they make versus what sort of game Starfield is. Because it does seem, again, like they're going the same path where they're making bigger, more, and... Dogma's probably going to be a bit more weird and esoteric, and I think it'll be interesting to compare the two. So yeah, Dragon's Dogma is totally a professor esque game. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Oh, God, I love Dragon's Dogma as well. Is it though? You're right. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I think,
3: the, the thing that strikes struck me about Dragon's Dogma, and it's a game that I think I've played a few times as well, and it's a, it's a very good game, but kind of aesthetically and stylistically, the 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 game that it kind of evokes more for me is Dark Souls, right? Within the kind of third person perspective, like texturally mm. and aesthetically, Dragon's Dogma looks very similar it to Dark Souls. Yeah. It has that kind of although dark the thing fantasy, is, has
1: the dragons. The thing I'd say though is this was Dragon's Dogma was pitched and in deep development before Demon Souls released. Hmm. It was Oblivion mm. that was the effective game on that. I think the reason they have that in common is because they are both Japanese games channeling Western medieval fantasy. Mm. Yeah. I think that's the... that's the Final Fantasy sixteen is now also in this lineage. Yeah. it is interesting
0: um, how, like, so you've got two Japanese teams channeling Western fantasy and doing a sort of Western-style game and the end results are not a million miles from each other aesthetically. I think that's quite interesting. Yeah. Um, what what I love about Dragon's Dogma, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's got that kind of Dark Souls kind of decaying world as well. Like everything's crumbling, everything's falling to bits, sort of like Last Days of the Empire sort of thing. Mm. But um I love that it has the stabbing a big, climbing a big guy and stabbing the mechanic from um, Shadow of the Colossus. It's got a bit of that in there as well. It's uh, and it, the, the, the the stuff they did, the most innovative thing it did, the day and night cycle when it's nighttime in dragon's dogma it's fucking nighttime it's, like, You can't it's see black, shit. Yeah.
1: it's amazing it's really really cool and yeah. it's
0: the first and, and i don't i I, don't, I can't think of any other game that did it's the first and only game that's ever really done that i think yeah where night is actually night so um yeah it's a that's a great pick i love dragon's dogma um okay all right james uh what have you got? Because you're you're like apart from me, you're like the Bethesda guy, right?
3: Well, I think I've done goofed here because <laughs> I, th- I, th- <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're in for another exciting edition of uh, you've all played those two good games, and then I've sworn in in here with a game it's that, that I like PSP and nobody guide. else has played. No, it's not a PSP game. It's um, the
0: unreleased PSP Oblivion, isn't it? <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's um, oh. That would have been a funny one. Anyway, hmm. the a, a game that I can't believe that we've not talked about already because I've taken it in a slightly different direction. That when we're talking about Bethesda games that aren't Bethesda games, uh, another pretty obvious route to take that down is Obsidian Entertainment, right? Developer for yeah, in Vegas, yeah, yeah, and they've got loads of they've got loads of other sort of Fallout likes. Uh, I thought about
1: op- I thought about Alpha Protocol, but yeah. it's more of a Bioware game than a the game.
3: Exactly, but the the really obvious one there is uh, a kind of like I suppose like a proto Starfield in a way, like the our world, a Bethesda like in it's very similar in the the structure yeah. of the companion quests, the world, the exploration, mm. all of that sort of stuff. But in terms of specifically for this topic, I think that it's uh, it's almost backwards in the in from the Bethesda mold that with Fallout Three and uh, Fallout Four and Oblivion and Skyrim, it's all very much the the really great stuff is about the exploration and the side quests and the companions and all that sort of stuff. And famously, particularly in stuff like Fallout Three, the the main quest is sort of ancillary to that, and it kind of gets in the way, and you're not yeah uh, yeah, really driven Mm -hmm. by that. Fallout New Vegas is very different to that, and it's in that it's like much more about these multi layered different choices that you can take within the main quest and The Outer Worlds is very similar to that in that the the action is very driven by these different paths that you can take on the main quest, which I don't think makes it like a very perfect fit for being like the best Bethesda game that isn't a Bethesda game because because it's backwards. So I didn't pick that one. Screw that one. And <laughs> Friendship <laughs> ended with The Outer Worlds. I don't want to do that one.
0: So... What? I mean, they did explicitly model it after Fallout. Like it was. Yeah. Uh, have you seen the doc, the Obsidian documentaries that they're publishing? It's like a five-part documentary on their YouTube channel. It's really good. Um, but th- when they got get to Outer World, they literally say like, "Yeah, we just wanted to do our own version of Fallout." <laughs> I mean, fair enough. Yeah. and yeah, it's great.
3: and, and yeah. I think it was very successful. And one of the ma- most Bethesda-y things about that game is the, in, in my opinion, is the DLC. And that's a huge, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a huge, that's thing that the DLC is always brilliant. And hmm. particularly the Murder on Aradonis, uh DLC for The Outer Worlds is, is fantastic. And I'd encourage everybody to play that because it's basically what if Agatha Christie put in space? As, as successful as The Outer Worlds is, it falls down slightly in the, it is a smaller scope of game. to so the yeah, bigger budget releases of Skyrim, for example, and all of that sort of stuff. So I've chosen different Obsidian Entertainment game, which I think... I can't remember if I just said this to Jim or I said this to everybody, would also be a really good choice for uh, best game nobody's played because I think <laughs> this is one of the best games of 2022 and I really enjoyed it when I played it. Uh, but it's Grounded, which is the survival game. And mm. lest I lose the podcast based on that sentence alone, <laughs> uh, <laughs> even though it is in this the same mold as Minecraft and Rust and Conan Exiles and all that bullshit. Grounded is this really interesting expression of those intense and explorative survival mechanics where you're breaking down materials, you're exploring for resources, you're building up equipment, you're fighting these difficult creatures. Um, But with that really interesting uh, handcrafted obsidian narrative driving the impetus of all of that stuff, Mm -hmm. and that is what makes it really, I think, compelling compared to a lot of uh, survival games. That it, it, to me, it's almost like one of those situations where it's like, it's a survival game if you don't like survival games. it's It has all of that. It has a taste of all of that really intense and uh, arresting survival gameplay. Like you're saying about day and night cycles in Dragon, Dragon's Dogma, Grounded is very very similar that it has a day and night cycle and all, all the stuff in it goes hog wild at night. And so it's an extremely kind of dangerous thing and you have to really make concessions for that sort of stuff. Uh, but if you haven't played it, it's a 90s revival styled Honey, I Shrunk the Kids kind of thing. So yeah, you play yeah. as like a uh, a teenager that's been shrunk down to the size of the bug and you're lost in your own back garden kind of thing. And the, and the, uh, the overarching narrative behind it is that you're trying to uh, get big again and you uh, are exploring the... The, the back garden to uncover the mysteries of the kind of secret tech that have have, have made you into a tiny little Rick Moranis um,
0: <laughs> little thing,
3: even though it's in a slightly different genre, it has a lot of the hallmarks of uh, a Bethesda like experience. Like the, 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 the main scientist that you're kind of following in the footsteps of is uh, played by Zachary Levi of uh Shazam? Shazam? Is that the right one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shazam. He's, he's uh, a marvelous he's, he's Mrs. Maisel. He's recently he...
0: gone off the deep end a bit. Oh,
3: what? <laughs> yeah. No way. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Disaster. Yeah, yeah. I suppose when you look like that, you're probably, you're probably a bit full of yourself, aren't you? Uh, <laughs> but it, it, he's actually extremely good in this. Um, yeah, yeah. It, he's, he's, he's obviously a good actor and he's very, very good in this. Um, but I think that that's a that's a really big thing of Bethesda games. Like they always have this big name actor that hook, that they hook the story around. You've got yeah, Sean true. Bean,
0: Matthew, Matthew Perry, and true, Ron yeah. Perlman,
3: all of these people that are always like at the center of the the this really big name actor that is uh, kind of carries the narrative. One of the main characters that you're interacting with a lot is a, a a burger flipping robot that's been reprogrammed into the chief science officer called Burgle. Love a bit of Burgle. He's brilliant. That's obviously very Fallout-esque that you're dealing with these kind of retro-future uh, mm. repurposed tech too, uh, which has this, this this charming personality and that's very Bethesda-like. And it has this really great gameplay loop of pulling resources, trying to uh, fight the different bugs. And obviously because you're the size of a bug, you're fighting huge ladybugs. You have to make a, a spear out of... Uh, crow's feet like the talons <laughs> that have fallen off crows and stuff and poke a big stink bug with it and mm. hope that you don't die and you're fighting spiders and the spiders are really terrifying and awful similar to the spiders are of,
0: awful the spiders are so bad they had to put in an acro- an, an, uh, an acrophobia an ar- a, 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 yeah
3: and yeah. It, it that reminds me very much of like death claws and stuff that difficulty of these huge kind of scary mm. beasts that are hunting you that uh is very very fallout-esque the the reason that it isn't crap, like Conan Axels or something like that is because it has this obsidian story and it has side quests in you and you're yeah. searching with this thing and it has the, it's an almost kind of Assassin's Creed like juxtaposition of the incongruous sci-fi that you have like yeah the, yeah the the 90s revival kind of stuff Osme- and, and then you have this sort of futuristic tech and it's, it is a really interesting and incredible world to explore and I would
2: Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. I've got to jump in because I've got to leave to do more important work, but I've got to say before Jim sums up, right? (laughs) So this is, I like this choice, James, right? It's Mm -hmm. a bit of a stretch, isn't it? It's like, what if Bethesda made a survival game, which they're not known for survival games, are they? Well, it's interesting because
3: I feel like this is the
2: the game that Fallout 76 should have been. Yeah, it's another, uh, that's another, that's that's another it. leap. But um, <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex, Alex chose, um, I've forgotten where it was.
0: Dragon's Dogma. the greatest
2: games of all time. Dragon's Dogma may well be good, but I found the opening few hours the most tedious thing i've ever played in my life mm-hmm. it's very hard to get into is so i think on the fact that most I
1: think people also just very they're
2: usually because you're going through dungeons especially <clears throat> in that period just, of time you're going through dungeons punching rats there's a lot of like terrible <laughs> like on you're not very powerful you don't know what you're doing you haven't got good weapons or anything it's just like this is just i was running around this this tower for ages <clears throat> just like what is going on I'm just, this is not fun at all. There's, there's doors I need opening with levers. Mm-hmm. Couldn't care less. I got through and all I'd done was like, I don't think I've got anything for it. And then you go back to the camps and talk to someone. And it's like, do you want to make this person your special pawn or something? I don't know. I didn't like it is the answer. And I spent actual <laughs> money on that game. <laughs> I didn't just get the sense it. I spent actual money on it. And as everyone said, it was so good. Did not like it at all. At least James's game is a good game. I'd give him that. <laughs> But it isn't very Bethesda. My game actually is a Bethesda game, but wasn't a Bethesda game. Yeah. So I win. I've got to go.
0: <laughs>
2: you can talk about this amongst yourselves. I think that both of those
3: I think both Rage and Dragon's Dogma, <laughs> they don't quite have the, the character tuple element. You you're generally gonna leave. He's gonna he's gonna drop my drop
0: the thing about the thing about Tom is that he does actually need to go <laughs> <laughs> just figure out how to leave alright let's see bye. what happens see you later Tom <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's the first
3: that's the first rage quote we've had from the podcast, uh, are we actually are we
0: actually going to get his recording I don't know I don't know this has never happened before this, this is a new this has never thing. happened alright well, let's move to the summing up phase just in case uh, uh, this whole thing is broken. Um, <laughs> all right, okay, so uh, Tom's pick rage, I love rage I think it's a I think it's a it's a very mal- unfairly maligned and misunderstood game, and I really liked it. I really liked what it was doing um, but it um, as Tom himself pointed out, it is literally a Bethesda game Bethesda published it
1: <laughs> yeah. i don't quite get what. Yeah, I feel like he stretched the uh the, yeah. the topic to yeah. breaking so, point. Yeah.
0: I think I think we can I think we can uh you know, at this point in the in the thing I've got I've got to just find stupid reasons to disqualify people because everyone picks good stuff. But uh yeah, Rage is a great game, but um literally Bethesda published so mm. even though the circumstances of that aren't quite straightforward you can't really say it's not a Bethesda game when uh, I Bethesda want to add what well, well, about yeah.
1: Dragon's Dogma by the way they were so yeah. determined to like be uh, Bethesda-esque mm. that the soundtrack is partially composed by a great list of Capcom's in-house composers Ray Kondo Taliyah Shimakino etc but they also got Ainan Zur who did Fallout and I assume the only reason they didn't get Jeremy Saul is because when this game was in production he was
0: working on Skyrim yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise they would have poached him um so uh yeah i've um, i've played a bit of Grounded. i played it in early access i think it's uh, it's really really good at what it does i think it is a bit of a stretch james i think tom's right about that how is it a stretch cuz it's it's not really like it is it is first and foremost a survival game it does have that thread and that it does have that i mean i remember you made a, a video about um Well, we we made a video uh, for it being your game of the year last year, yeah. And and you made the point in that that it's like it's much better than other survival games because it has that thread pulling you through and it doesn't feel so meandering and aimless, Um, which is a really great point. But it is more, it is. I reckon it is closer to Rust than it is to Skyrim, right? Mm -hmm. I think that. It, it
3: has an aesthetic similarity in that it's from a p- first-person perspective, and you're interacting with uh, combat and the world in a very similar way to as you would in if you were playing a melee character in in Fallout or, mm. or, or 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 Skyrim or Oblivion or whatever. I think the 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 way they interact with the characters that you do meet in the game is also very. Uh, Fallout-esque and very Bethesda-esque. The uh, sort of warped Americana that's also very uh, integral to a lot of Bethesda stuff, because this is like a a kind of 90s Fresh Prince of Bel-Air kind of thing. It has a lot of uh, sodas and products and radical skateboards (laughs) and all that sort of stuff. And you find throughout the world these uh, uh, like adverts for stuff that, and it's kind of similar to uh, Control. You know when they have the like those infomercial stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it the, it has that yeah that aspect of like this this twisted Americana that has the uh, the that's playing on nostalgia within this kind of incongruous sort of sci-fi context, which I think is is very Bethesda, and it ha- and and it it underpins all of it. But it actually has a compelling survival loop to it which makes Mm. it different to Fallout 76 in that they try to just pull over the the normal one without any of the good bits.
1: I see this, but it's just not as much of a a Bethesda-like as
3: Dragon's Dogma. But it's not a <laughs> game. a game. But where is the where is that it, kind of kooky conversational aspect within within Dragon I don't think because th- the pawns don't talk; they're not characters. Pawns don't right? talk, talk but the NPCs
1: talk. talk. It gives us there's ma- that yeah, Masterworks yeah, yeah. all you can't go wrong. Yeah, as you like I was was to say, Masterworks
0: of... all you can't go wrong. <laughs> 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 you got the guy who, who does the weapons, and he says that. <laughs> but that's
3: like Resident Evil, isn't it? That's 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 always oh, been. Oh, there's so. actually
0: like there's a proper dialogue system in. Yeah, there is a dialogue dog? system. Yeah, it's,
3: yeah. Like, so it and yeah, like
0: I say, you end up with weird stuff like
3: dating the little
1: gremlin jester.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just to the cats back.
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> I'm like watching. Fruit. I'm like watching the door because because <laughs> I'm about to have a baby yeah. burst through the door in a minute.
0: The, the cat's about to console you, James. I'm afraid. Do, right?
3: Do you want? Do cat want, want the cam camera? There was a comment the other week that said, "More cats on camera." Shall I
0: go get him? Yeah, yeah. Go and get him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. I have to. Yeah, I, I've got to pick Dragon's Dogma because I think it is. Um, I'll, I'll wait till he's back. <laughs> there he is. There's Benny.
1: Beautiful, no. little men.
0: Beautiful little man. Beautiful little man. Come here. Come here. You want oh, to get? We're getting some dog representation oh, on as well. Oh, there, there, he there is. we go, is Charlie. There he is.
1: Some and dog representation on the podcast. The finally, <laughs> he's just turned his back because he's looking out the window. Oh no. Here we
0: go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, James. James, you've made a wonderful case for grounded, but I'm going to go with grounds dogma because oh, it's goodness. just yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It is the most. If you basically, you have to you look at it from the perspective of this is Capcom's. This is the most Capcom expression of the Skyrim ideal. One hundred percent possible. Like you know, if 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 you if you literally said, "Well, what would Skyrim be like if Capcom made it?" It's Dragon's Dogma, and I think I think that's I think that's the perfect expression of this topic. Um, but I do take your point about grounded. Um, it is a lot like the worst Bethesda game.
3: it's what if the worst us—the game was good
0: alright okay we're going to have to leave it there Tom's already I don't even know if we're getting Tom's recording he might just this might be a
3: lost this might be a lost episode that we've just lost the
0: i mean i mean it happened the other week and like a, a, a few months ago and we lost like connor and tom's recordings halfway through and half the episode just me and alex talking amongst ourselves um so yeah all right okay uh well thank you very much for listening uh please uh leave a five star review on your podcast platform of choice etc etc i don't know what the topic is next week probably something probably something else vaguely space related because uh, by the time this goes out we should be very much on top of Starfield. It's something country, to do with almost. Germany
1: because me and Dom will be in Germany for Gamescom.
0: All right, okay. Um, what's the best game where you can eat a sausage? There we go. Um, Got <laughs> <let's- laughs>
3: oh,
1: a good one
0: for that. <laughs> all right, okay. I mean Skyrim. Uh, all right. Thanks very much, everyone. Bye, bye.